Welcome to the Configure Price Code podcast. My name is Frank Sohn and I'm the founder of NoCPQ Consulting. This podcast is 100% focused on Configure Price Quote, also known as CPQ, and will provide you useful insights into this topic. My guest today is Frederick Tailman. Frederick is the founder of Hive CPQ, a startup that's based in Belgium and provides a B2B e-commerce platform for manufacturers that are selling their configurable products through an installer network. Frederick was on the CPQ podcast over two years ago, and I'm happy to have him back to tell us how Hive CPQ has been doing these days. Welcome back, Frederick. Hi, Frank. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Very excited to have you back and see how Hive CPQ has developed. But before we get there, for all our listeners who didn't have a chance to listen to the last interview, can you tell us in a couple of sentences what you did before you founded Hive CPQ? Oh, yes, sure. Um, before I founded Hive CPQ, um, first I studied uh, computer sciences. And then right after, I started to work for a manufacturer, um, manufacturer of uh, high-speed doors and I stayed there uh, for over 10 years on my first job and uh, my primary project over there was something very similar to Hive. We built uh, a configurator for them and we embedded that into an own developed e-commerce platform and uh, made that a big success. And so basically from that work experience, um, yeah, we decided to found Hive. Hmm. Excellent. And now tell us a little bit more about Hive, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, with Hive, um, we help manufacturers to sell their configurable products in a more easy way uh, to distributors and installers. So it's um, it's a CPQ, you could say, but also with uh, a customer portal around it. And the CPQ is really integrated with the portal. So basically, the, the CPQ is at the heart of the system, but we have a whole shell around it uh, to, um, to help manufacturers sell their configurable products to distributors and installers. And how have you and Hive CPQ been impacted by the current pandemic? Um, well, it was it came a bit as a shock, and I think it uh, came as a shock to everyone, um, both uh, personal as a, as professionally. So our customers, of course, are uh, are impacted, um, and so also Hive. Uh, we had a, a very well filled. Uh, sales pipe, so to say. Yeah? We, we had um, a very nice uh, future view on future big projects. Um, and with the pandemic, um, unfortunately, um, the bigger investments have been delayed uh, in a lot of cases uh, for a couple of weeks or months. And now we see, only now we see that these uh, projects are coming back on the table. So basically, the, the close rate of new projects for Hive has, uh, has gone down a little bit. While the, the projects are not gone, they're just postponed, I would say. Uh, however, our existing customers, they fully uh, pulled the, yeah, said, okay, let's go ahead and let's do some additional developments or some additional improvements on, the, on our Hive platform. Um, so for us, business-wise, in the end, it, it was okay. We, we survived it really well. We didn't see a drop in revenue or anything. So it was, uh, it was really okay. But so the, the most of the, the revenue for Hive came from existing customers during the pandemic. Hmm. 
Excellent. And I know you did a big step before the pandemic hit, right? So was your move to the new office. Tell us a little bit more about that and how that was, that experience. Oh, yes, yes, sure. Because before um, we were working in a co-working space, um, but the Hive team was outgrowing uh, the co-working space. Um, and um, we were searching for, a, for an office space for quite a long time. And so then uh, just before the pandemic, we finally found uh, the, the, good, uh, the good spot for Hive to, uh, to move into. And it was just before the pandemic. So, uh, so we bought the office um, and started decorating it and, uh, and everything uh, to, be, uh, to be exactly what we want. And then just when we wanted to start to move in, then there was the, the pandemic and everyone working from home. So um, it was a bit a strange way to move into our own office. But now in the meantime, the office is quite spacious and we, uh, we took some measures to make sure it's safe for everyone. And uh, most of the people are coming to the office now in a combination with, uh, with a lot of home office as well. Excellent. And I think it's it's a rather unusual move at this time, right? So because I think everyone I was talking to, they started talking about uh, giving up office space, working from home, and you time-wise were just forced to do the opposite, right? So it's <laughs> <laughs> yes, a little bit. Also, um, what what we do with Hive CPQ is we we typically tackle the more complex CPQ projects, I would say, and then in case complexity rises, it's not so easy to do it from a distance with the team. So so very often the customer is already on a distance and then to have also all the team members um, on a distance, it was not very efficient, to be honest. Um, so this is why we are quite happy that uh, we can move some teams around the project. We meet uh, face to face. We create energy in the room, which I strongly believe you still cannot really do it. Uh, with uh, even with the, with the latest technologies, and so therefore it's it's really not bad that we can try to meet face to face again, but of course keep our distance. And one follow up question I want to ask here is: Are you still hiring at this time? Yes, yes. So uh, in case people are listening and they're looking for a job, <laughs> we're looking for CPQ solution engineers. So people that uh, build the configurators together with our customers, we're looking for two to three people to join our teams and to implement the projects that are on the table right now. Um, we're also looking for uh, someone to help us uh, for sales. Um, and then we're also looking for a business analyst. So to basically to analyze the more complex CPQ projects to write uh, nice statements of works uh, to get and so basically it's a part pre-sale so so yeah we're, we're hiring a couple of people there and then also on the development side we're planning some uh, some uh, nice new development so there uh, we are also uh, starting to to look to two to three more developers uh, to to join the the team so yes we're um, we're kind of ambitious uh, to uh, to further grow the team so to say Excellent. Sounds like you're, you're looking for quite a number of people, which brings up one question. How many people are you right now? Now we are um, around 20 people uh, okay. that are full time um, working on the, on the Hive project. And yeah, and, and we, uh, we really have to have to grow. Um, but of course, I think like most companies, we're kind of um, picky if it comes to uh, selecting people and having them joining the, the Hive team. Um, so yeah, the, the hiring takes some time, unfortunately. Mm. So that's basically the the limiting factor on our growth is to find the right people to uh, to to jump on the on the hive bus, so to say. 
And now one question I ask every guest these days is, what do you do when you don't work, Frederick? Yeah, it doesn't happen often um, <laughs> that I don't work. Um, but when, yeah, what, what gives me the most energy is to spend uh, time with my wife and kid. So just the ordinary things, I really like it. Um, I also have a nice garden at home and I really like to spend time on it, um, both working in it or just uh, being on the terrace and having a drink uh, with family, friends. Um, also, I try to do some sports every now and then. So I, I really like to play tennis. I'm not very good at it, but I really like it. Um, and then also just walking or exploring nature. That's the kind of things I, I really like to do when I'm not working. Get it. Excellent. So now um, tell us a little bit more about Hive CPQ, what Hive does uh, and, and what industries you, you, you serve in a couple of sentences. Mm -hmm. um, so what we do with Hive is we're building product configurators for uh, most of the time uh, garage doors, industrial ones, so, um, so, but also residential ones, but doors are more of, uh, most often quite simple. So we're doing the more complex garage door configurators where uh, it's kind of uh, the thing we, we really like to do and also all the products around it. So dock levelers, sliding doors, uh, windows, um, and then everything around the window as well, sun shading uh, systems, um, these kind of products. Uh, our team really knows them good. Our, our configurator is really good at making those type of products configurable. And we, we implement Hive together with uh, for, for manufacturers that work through resellers and installers so and preferably on a worldwide wide scale so we're targeting uh, enterprises and not really small companies so to say so whenever a company has like uh, over 100 distributors worldwide then hive is an option for them uh, to drastically uh, lower the um, the back office workload but also the sales workload and also make those companies scalable with a solution like Hive. Now, um, we're also working to, um, uh, with some, some different industries, like uh, we're also in the heating systems a little bit now, ventilation systems also, uh, but uh, yeah, most of the time we're in the door industry, but that's probably also because I know the market really well, and I've worked quite a long time before Hive in there, and I had quite some connections there. Um, but so, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I hope that more answers the question it does it does then please tell us a little bit about uh, the newest and most exciting hive cpq products uh, that our listeners should know about oh well um for example one of the really nice features we have we have is a, a very strong spare part system where after you've configured the product you've placed the order through hive uh, from the manufacturer and then suppose there is a part that breaks down then you can go as an installer or distributor, you can go back on Hive, enter the serial number of the product, and then we show interactive exploded views of the product, and you just click on the parts that are broken, and Hive immediately gives you uh, the right parts that you should change, and you can order them right from there on the spot. Um, and it's a new feature, it's not even on our, on our website right now, so we're rolling it out with a couple of customers now, They're very enthusiastic. It's really uh, the thing that comes after you've ordered a configurable product. After that, you have you have the need for spare parts, and mm -hmm. and we cover that really nicely in one suite, uh, basically in one customer portal. It's very powerful, 
and now we're also linking case management to that. So basically, someone can also file a complaint, uh, an installer could say, okay, I have something that's broken down, I need these spare parts, and I want a warranty on that. So as you can see, Frank, it's more than CPQ. It's CPQ at the heart, but it's the complete shell around that we're also focusing on. Yeah, and especially concerning all these parts around, right? So like, for example, also the visualization, I guess. Uh, are you developing everything yourself or you're relying also on third-party partners? We're developing everything ourselves um, because we need full flexibility on what we're building. And also we're supporting an, an extreme high level of complexity um, while we want to keep it simple. And the things we're building, it doesn't exist. However, we we're building integrations with other platforms. So, for example, in case a customer of one of our manufacturers um, files a complaint in Hive, It's a very simple system where they can file the complaint and we have APIs ready to be linked to case management software. So in that case, we built the integration with, for example, Zendesk or, for example, Service Desk uh, software. But we, you know, um, we, we don't make the selection of that product that should be on the backbone. It's a manufacturer that already has it in place and then we just connect Hive to it. So it's always, we're building a, a apart ourselves and then we uh, we prepare the connectors to integrate it uh, with existing platforms and speaking about connectors what uh, integrations do you see the highest demand for we see a lot of uh, salesforce uh, requests um, microsoft uh, crm uh, requests um, all cloud so we see the demand for on-premise installation integration we see it uh, going down Uh, however, on the other hand, we also have um, a lot of requests for SAP, and those are more uh, the old instances, so we don't see the uh, HANA instances yet, but we see well-established, uh, sometimes outdated SAP instances, and there we have to uh, to build. And But most of the times these integrations are on measure, so we have some out-of-the-box integrations, but once it becomes complex most of the time they're solved through custom integration okay okay and how much effort is that for a customer typically when you have connections like that how much time should they expect to spend on an integration to salesforce or microsoft dynamics or sap in case it's uh, cloud-based it goes really fast eh? it, uh, it is depending on the complexity that they require but we have quite some experience i would say it's uh, reasonable to to expect between 10 and 25 uh, days of work to, to link Hive to, for example, uh, custom link Hive. So if in case it can be out of the box, okay, we, we turn on the, the default uh, integration and it's working. But once you really go into the details and you want an advanced uh, level of integration, then you have to take into account between 10 and 25 days to, to build the integration. And then basically it doesn't really matter to what system it is, either Salesforce or it is a, an on-premise SAP system. Uh, but basically it all depends on the case because sometimes it's really easy and then it's only a couple of days and sometimes it tends to become really complex. And it can, so for example, for one uh, window uh, builder, 
here in Belgium, a really big one. They're having a legacy system, and there we uh, we have an integration uh, that we built for them. It's really complex, and there it's over 100 days uh, that we need to build the integration. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really it's a case by case study we do, and we have really good uh, good knowledge on how to do it in the correct way. Novo CPQ helps you with all your CPQ questions. For example, we help customers to find the best CPQ solutions, 100% independent and focus on our customers. So we're not getting paid by any CPQ vendor to recommend them. So we are focused on you and look for the best solution that you need. We also help CPQ vendors to improve their offerings and system integrators to stay up to date with the latest developments in the CPQ world. Contact me at frank.zone at novocpq.com today to learn how we can help you with your CPQ questions. And think about it, always 100% independent and focused on you. And one question I want to ask, especially concerning the integrations, I know the team is mostly in Belgium, right? But there are also some people in Romania. Are you working together on these integrations or are you trying to split up the work so that your team in Belgium is doing one part and the team in Romania is doing another part? Yes, the team in, so we have people in Vietnam, Romania and Bosnia in the meantime. Um, And those are only working on the Hive platform. So they don't have access to any of our customers' data or whatever. So all integrations and all production data is only accessible by uh, people here at uh, at Hive in the office uh, in Belgium. Okay, okay. So, and then that brings up the next question, especially right now with all the remote work, right? How how has that impacted your company culture since you're growing also, right? So, and I, because I see a lot of uh, customers right now that are getting really tired of Zoom, don't want to turn on the camera anymore or, or WebEx or whatever you use. Teams, how is that for you? Is that still working fine or... Mm-hmm. No, we had the exact same problem and that's also why we were all very happy to return to the office, uh, keep our distance, uh, wear, the, wear the face masks where appropriate, yeah, really be careful, but it also affected the company culture. Um, we have a great team, great people, and it's really nice if we can be together, right? Uh, also, like for the lunch break, we keep our distance, but we have the lunch break together, and it's good for the team spirit. And when everyone is working from home, it it's softly... Uh, yeah, dies eh? the the good team spirit. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's normal and it's the downside of uh, all working remote. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you also have a number of customers outside of Europe now, right? So I think you North America, China, and so on. How is that business outside of Europe going? Well, it's really going going well, I would say. Um, we're very close to having, it's a small deal, but one in Mexico as well, so it's quite nice. However, with the, with the pandemic, we cannot travel. Otherwise, I was traveling quite a lot. I really like to visit the customers, to go there. So with Hive CPQ, we're, we're not a pure software as a service. So we're really partnering up with our customers. We listen, we help them with the challenges they have. We help them, advise them on how to build integrations. Sometimes it goes even outside Hive CPQ. Why not? We help them. Um, so now with these customers that are not located in Belgium, um, it's more difficult to uh, to keep the the contact with them. So I hope uh, the pandemic 
uh, will be over soon so I can get back in the airplane and, and visit them. And not only me, but also the team. The Hive team uh, was traveling quite often. Uh, so we have customers in North America. We have a uh, customer in Italy, one in France. One in, uh, we have customers in, uh, like in Germany. Yeah, and, and in case, yeah, we, we like to visit them to have good contact, have feedback and improve our software based on the feedback. Now everything is remote. And it's working fine, eh? but it's not the same. So I ho- really hope we can um, we can start the traveling again. And um, yeah, and China is also one of these. Um, it's also a small project that we're um, that we're about to start now in China. So that was a bit delayed, um, but now um, we're about to start it. But we will have to do everything to through remote. And it's possible to do it, but it's better to do it uh, on site as well. To at least to have the kickoff of the project on site. And then maybe have some checkpoint meetings in between where we visit the customer. Mm. Um, but okay, yeah. it is what it is, and we have to um, to to work uh, on a remote base now. Yeah. Then let me ask one thing, especially concerning the selling right now, the digital selling. What are you doing to compensate for not being able to do to meet in person? Do you do anything right now that you didn't do before the pandemic hit? What what we did was uh, trade shows um, and visiting trade shows, also like um, like gatherings where you meet new people. All those are all those things are, are gone. Uh, so now we're focusing a little bit more on our website. We try to generate some leads through the website now. So we're shifting the focus towards there, and it's working out quite well. Um, so the number of contacts through the website has gone up. We've also increased the budget on the advertising and everything. Um, so yeah, we, it's not that we have another choice. Eh? We we have to to shift uh, more towards that. Yes. Okay. Then let me ask you a couple of more questions about the product itself. You have now something that's called Hive Connect. Tell us a little bit more about that and how it helps your customers. Oh, Hive Connect is is a tool that allows um, out of the box integrations that then can further be fine tuned. Um, so when you asked me earlier, do you use third-party software? Yes, that's a third-party software we private label. And it's basically, it's an integration tool. Uh, enterprise customers don't use it. They want to use their own uh, integration tool. But it's, a good, it's often a good start. So to set, to set up a proof of concept, it's really nice to do it. And also we help distributors and installers to connect their CRM to Hive as well. So basically the, the manufacturer sets up the connection and the integrations with their back office systems but then don't forget the installers and distributors those they have the same issue right when they create a quote create a configuration in hive they also have the demand to import that into their systems Uh, however they don't have the big budgets to spend 10 days or 15 days to to do that Um, and then they use the hive connect to uh, use an out-of-the-box integration to, for example, their Salesforce instance. So basically it means whenever a dealer, uh, installer creates a quote, he can have a copy of the work he did in Hive. He can send fully automatically and fully integrated a copy into his Salesforce instance, for example. That's where we use the the Hive Connect for. So for, for integrations of the dealers and installers and also for prototyping. Get it. And then you had, I think we touched on it a little bit earlier, the 3D visualization, uh, but you do that. Uh, tell us more what um, what you do there and what customers request this capability. 
Yes, we we have around 50% of our users that uh, or customers that that use the, the visualization part. So not all of them are um, are using the 3D visualization. Uh, however, those that do, they do it mainly to uh, limit the amount of errors. So, um, for example, you choose a color in a dropdown, even with an icon. But in case you show it in a 3D model that then the color is changing, you can limit the number of errors uh, during the sales process. And also it's really nice because now one of the new features we have as well, we do server-side rendering of the 3D models. So basically you configure it and then on the server we spin up the 3D model and we can take high-quality renders from different angles and we use those to, for example, draft a beautiful-looking quote um, or a nice uh, detailed order confirmation. Um, so that's where we use the... Um, the 3D and the visualization for, um, and it's very much appreciated by customers, installers, but also final customers found it really interesting to see a non-measure visual representation of, of what they're buying, basically. Yeah. And on the website, I noticed that you have listed now five partners. Are these implementation partners or you partner with them in other areas as well? Well, uh, we have a couple of them indeed. Um, some of them are um, doing implementations together with us. So, for example, we have a partner that uh, helps with the digital transformation and the change management at the companies, uh, which is not to be underestimated because we're taking um, the digital transformation outside of the companies itself. Eh? So, basically, we're involving the customers and their buying process and it's a real big change for a lot of uh, manufacturers and there some of them can 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 uh, can use some help and there we're using a uh, one or two partners that are helping with that um, also the partners help us with the implementation in case we have um, a peak in implementations most of them we do them actually all of the implementations of hive we do them ourselves because we want to have close contact also we're doing the more complex implementation so we really want to be close with the customer but these partners they step in and could take a part for example a part of we have a salesforce partner uh, for um, in-depth salesforce integrations then we involve the salesforce partner for example so that's uh, that's basically how we work and also we have one erp vendor that is on there that that uh, that takes us with him for configurator implementations for example but Most of the time, we do the implementation and the partner does the thing they're specialized in. Okay, get it. Then one question I want to ask, and I think that's impacting everyone uh, during the times uh, of COVID-19, right, is the, how you get more attention, more lead generation, right? So I see that a couple of folks are investing in uh, software review sites like G2 and Captera, right? So there are others who spend lots of time on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and so on. Uh, what's working for you, especially concerning these social networks? Is there anyone that's working especially good or bad? Mm, no, um, oh, it's a very difficult question and we're trying out various parts and various scenarios and then we try to put some advertising budget left and then a bit advertising budget right and right now we're not sure what works the best for us to, to be completely honest um, but it's definitely something we're putting the focus on now so um, so we're, we're investing more and more into advertising but also indeed on these selection software platforms we're now to, to, uh, I'm a bit blushing maybe Frank but on some of these 
important sites, our profile is not even up to date. So we're uh, updating these profiles now to make sure it's at least up to date. And then, of course, they're trying us to sell um, sell the um, advertising packages. And for some websites, we took a small package. Um, but it's unclear for us. It's too early to say which one is now working out really well for us. Um, and, and you have a dedicated team on this one right now, a dedicated person, or is that something that sh uh, has shared responsibility among a couple of people? Um, since uh, beginning August, we have uh, two people that are focused on that. So on the advertising and the, uh, the digital communication aspect around Hive. So before we didn't, it was a bit of shared responsibility and then nothing really happened. You know how it goes when there are a lot of uh, projects going on and everything. Uh, but now with COVID-19, we had something, okay, we have to do something. And so we, we put two people on there um, just doing that. Yes. Excellent. Always very exciting talking to you, but we're almost getting to the end of this one. So please tell our listeners quickly where they can learn more about your solution and what's a good way for them to contact you if they have any questions. Okay, well, I think uh, a good place to start is a website. Uh, that's uh, hivecpq.com. Um, and there, there is a contact form. Feel free to leave us a message just to say hi or in case you have a question those messages they uh, they end up with us and the team and we're happy to reach out then um, and otherwise also the LinkedIn page we'll, um, we're posting uh, some updates there every now and then so in case you want someone would like to follow us on LinkedIn uh, that's also uh, very nice and uh, for everyone who gives us a like we, uh, we we're handing out beers here at the office <laughs> so, uh, so the, yeah, that's that's where where we like to interact with customers. It's through um, through the website and through LinkedIn. Frederick, thank you very much for making time for the CPQ podcast today. Thank you very much for the interview, Frank. And uh, let's talk soon. I like to thank everyone for listening and hope you learned something interesting today. If you like the podcast, please go ahead and rate it on iTunes or share it with your friends and colleagues. In the meantime, you can find us online at www.novocpq.com. So long, everyone. <laughs>